0: Good afternoon, Regeneration Nashville. Let's stand up together. Welcome the presence of the Lord. There's a lot of chatter going on. I love hearing you talk to each other and all the community happening today. Welcome to the house of the Lord. I, I hope, how many of y'all listen to Pastor Kent's prophetic podcast? Uh, we have listened. So, yeah. Praise the Lord. And he talked about a repositioning. And so we want to welcome our online and say this word is for you too. Um, It's just a day of new things. And um, we love you all. We love everybody in this house. We love our family online. And I think of that Psalm 44. I can't get it out of my mind. It says, we have heard with our ears Our fathers have told us of the work you did in days gone by, how you drove out the darkness and you planted your people. But it wasn't with their own swords that they possessed the land, nor was it their own strength. But it was your strong hand, O Lord, and the light of your presence, for you favored them. So we thank you, Lord. Can we do that together? We thank you, Lord, for the light of your presence. Thank you for the light of your presence in our hearts, in our family, in the atmosphere that's going across the nations for he favors you today.
1: So the word of the Lord, may his strong right hand rest upon all of us together. May his presence permeate the This atmosphere and we declare today the favor of the Lord the favor of the Lord the favor of the Lord everybody say the favor of the Lord be upon us so Lord we just thank you right now that you're moving in this place that your presence right now Lord is tangible We can taste and see and know that you're good. And so we praise you. We thank you right now. Your might is working in our midst, and your glory is resting upon your people. And, Lord, we thank you right now that the greatest asset we have is your favor on your people at this moment and in this place in Jesus' name. Can everybody say amen? Come on, let's bless the Lord together.
2: Come on and put your hands together for Jesus. separated, the breach was far too wide, but from the far side of the chasm, you held me in your sight, so you made a way across the great divide, left behind My chains freed my soul for the first time. I had hope, come on, thank you, Jesus, for the. just lift your hands across the sanctuary. Come on, in your own words, just tell him how much you love him. Jesus, we love you. You're so good to us, oh God. We bless you, Lord. Come on, do you love him, church? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Welcome our regeneration.
3: walking and i thought i knew where i was going i passed a noisy building sort of like this one and i heard some people singing I was completely mesmerized, I could hear them testify, Jesus saved me, me. Lord, he forgave He delivered me, yeah. (laughs) And then something. Now everything is just fine because something. One night got the Holy Ghost, and now I'm alright. Hey, hey, because something got a hold of me. Well, it was at a revival at the mourner's bench. My heart was filled with misery, and that same. in seats, the preacher kept looking at me. Yeah, the Holy Ghost hit me from the top of my head, and it even got down in my feet. Yeah. 'Cause something, something special, glorious, marvelous, powerful.
4: listen to him sing all day. That's powerful right there. Amen. I, uh, I was praying today, and, and I felt the Lord begin to speak to me, and so I'll, I'll share with you what I felt like the Lord was was saying he talks in, uh, about in Ephesians 5 how he is he is coming back for a glorious church not having spot uh, wrinkle or blemish and this is a season that God is purifying his church I could hear the Lord saying uh, a pardon for my people a pardon for my people and uh, God is purifying the land he's purifying his people and he says to step into your inheritance and purge the land he says build your section of the wall. He says, not every enemy is a giant. There are little foxes who bite and steal over time. And he says, drive out the wild beasts. I began to see bonfires burning in city streets, and I could see large crowds gathered around them, and I could see that the spirit was moving, and the people were joyously praising God, and I could see people walk up to the bonfires, and they would pour in unclean things, drugs, books, movies, all kinds of things that were impure, and I could see people step up to pour things in the bonfire, and it's like the spirit would surge like a wave, and the people would just erupt with praise and he said God is purifying his people and it's a it's a paradigm shift that's coming that's not something in the spirit I could just, I could just see it bonfires and city streets and all these people gathered around and it's going to be like Acts 19 and Acts 19 says and many who had become believers came confessing and disclosing their practices while many of those who had practiced magic collected their books and burned them in front of everyone the Lord began to speak to me And uh, he brought to my mind Daniel chapter 6. And it says, Then these men went to the king and said to him, You as king know it is a law of the Medes and Persians that no edict or ordinance the king establishes can be changed. And I could see where it had been like a season of grace. God had given uh, time for people to repent and turn to him. And it's like I could see the edict of judgment written up, but it wasn't yet signed. It could still be amended. But I heard God saying that he was stamping his seal to it and his judgment will be poured out on the wicked. It cannot be altered. God is saying to his people that he is giving them a peek behind the curtain. Uh, God oftentimes will speak to me in a way that I can understand it and it's like I could see a, a, like a, a stage and a play was about to begin and all the parts were in place and the lights were beginning to dim and the people were running to and fro to get to their seats and it was just about to start and I could see flashes of things behind the curtains just peeks of, of things that were to come behind the curtain and God says, I'm about to show my people things that are coming. I'm about to give them a peek behind the curtain because everything's settled and ready and it's about to begin, but I'm going to let my people know what I am doing. And so get ready and listen to what the Lord is saying because he'll begin to speak to you and begin to show it to you. If you want to stand to your feet, we'll turn our hearts to giving this morning and we'll say this offering declaration together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me, and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me, because... Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom, and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people.
5: Hello, Regeneration Nashville. If no one's told you they love you today, I want to be the first. I love you. I'm so glad you're here today and I brought my Bible up here because I'm going to preach today. No. No, I do have something I want to share with you before pastor comes. But before I do that, first of all, I just want to find out where our friends are from. I met a lady from Texas today, Summer. Stand up, Texas. Let us welcome Texas. All of you. Are these your daughters? Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, we're honored to have you. Thank you for being with us. God bless you. Anybody else from out of state that we can honor, recognize? Yes, ma'am. South Carolina. Stand up, South Carolina. Let us welcome you. Glad to have you in Nashville. Who else can we honor today? Anybody else from out of state? Massachusetts. Stand up, Massachusetts. All right. All right. We are so blessed to have you here. God bless you. Anybody else? Well, I just have something so exciting uh, on my heart today, and that is that we're getting together on Wednesday night at the new location, 709 Rivergate Parkway, and we are going to uh, write in the walls all of our prayer requests, and um, so... If you haven't gotten me pictures of your prodigals, and I especially want to talk to you guys online too, that if you would like your prodigal uh, under the platform there where Pastor Preaches, uh, there in our new building, we are going to plant seeds of prodigals under that stage, under that platform. And I am so excited about this. We're having pictures and letters uh, and testimonies coming in every day. As a matter of fact, uh, you might find this hard to believe, but someone flew in. I want to say on Tuesday or Wednesday, flew all the way from Florida to hand deliver their prodigal's picture and name. I'm telling you, this is serious business. This is serious business. It truly is. And so I've been really praying about this because, you know, this is not just some some sweet little act that we are going to do. This is a step of faith. And I really believe this. And I really, I, I was praying about it this morning because I'm really burdened for our prodigals. It's time for our prodigals to come home. And I was talking to the Lord about this as I was seeking him very early this morning. And I said, Lord, I need a strategy. We need a prayer strategy. And see, we have prayed it. We have fasted it. I think uh, Pastor and I have told you on numerous occasions how that when we prayed our prodigal home, we went to five different uh, praying couples that we knew knew how to get a hold of God. And the last brother that we went to, he said, yes, I'll help you pray. Each of these couples had raised godly godly children. And so we knew they knew how to pray. They knew, they knew the load that we were under as parents. And we went to this pastor, and he said, yes, I'll help you pray. He said, but let's don't pray buckshot prayers. Let's don't pray buckshot prayers. He said, let's pray that... That like the prodigal in the word, that your son come to himself. Come to himself. How many of you know your prodigal's not acting himself right now? See? And so we began to pray that. And so uh, I know so many of our wonderful families in this church, we are praying for prodigals. And we're standing together. And I got a word from the Lord uh, this morning as I was in prayer. And I just want to just share this with you. This is Isaiah chapter 65. And we'll start at verse 22. Because I believe that we prayed it, we fasted it, we've stood on God's word. We've used every strategy that we know. And now I believe that the hand of God is going to do it supernaturally. This is for somebody. I'm telling you, This I've, I've heard from the Holy Ghost. And so we'll start at verse 22, and it says, they shall, not, uh, they shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of the tree are, the days of my people and mine elect— shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth in trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. Now, here's the verse. Here's the verse. You're going to love this. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The New Living Translation says this, that while they are yet talking about their problems, I am going to answer their prayer. That's That's what the New Living Translation said. So I believe that this is a powerful step of faith that we are taking on Wednesday night. Feel free to bring your Sharpies. Right on the walls, right on the steel, because they're going to start building in those walls, and so your the names of your family members. Uh, I've got I've got some prayer requests that I'm gonna that I'm gonna write myself. I've got some family members that I want to see come to the Lord that are not necessarily pro, uh, prodigals. I've got some prayers, so I'm gonna go in that building and I'm gonna seek the Lord and write down the things that I am believing God for, and I hope that you will too. And so if you will bring a shark. Sharpie, Bring a sharpie to ride on that steel, okay? And so our, our um, contractor, our general contractor has said we cannot wear open-toe shoes. We cannot wear flip-flops. So where's our general contractor? Stand up, Cody. Blame him. Don't you love him? <laughs> Give him a big hand. We love Cody Rothwell. We're not going to blame you. So we just are so excited about this, uh, this thing here on Wednesday night. Also, I want to tell you that we have corporate prayer. And that, is that here or at the O-O location? Is that right here? And that is September the 2nd at 9.30. And so you don't want to miss out on that. And I just want to say how wonderful it is to have Jaron Davis in the house. Have you ever sang in the presence of Jehovah? God Almighty, this man penned that. He wrote that. Did you ever sing "We're Standing on Holy Ground"? This man wrote that. I think I think that man deserves a big hand right there. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and I just want to say a shout out to his wife. Uh, she went in for open heart surgery three weeks ago, and there was a very bleak prognosis. And she is here today, looking beautiful. Would you stand, Becky, and let us welcome you? We love this lady. We love this lady so much. Well, I'm just so glad to have you here. How many of you are planning to be with us on Wednesday night? All right, good. Lord bless you. Well, I wish that we could just stand and honor the gift of God and Pastor Ken as he comes. Give Jesus Christ the greatest hand clap. Jesus Christ, give him the greatest hand clap of the day. Come on, somebody honor him. Lift him up. Hallelujah.
6: Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Well, all is well in heaven. God's not worried. Hayabobo Sunday. Praise God. Boy, I feel the spirit of the Lord today. God is in the middle of this building today, and he's already releasing by his spirit the supernatural. I just declare that, that when you walk out of this building today, that God has gone before you and already done miracles for you that in the next seven days that prayers that you have prayed that god is going to answer them in the name of the lord may god loose a death blow hallelujah to the wicked and may he breathe life upon you in the name of jesus hallelujah 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 Well, I believe the Spirit of the Lord has something to say today. We're going to take our text very quickly out of the book of John, the gospel of John. And I just want to read one small verse, John chapter 8, verse 36, if the Son, or Jesus, therefore shall make you free, ye shall. Shall be free indeed. One of the verse. Now the Lord is that Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. Liberty. Do you believe that God is in the house today? Hallelujah. Do you believe that you're connected to the Spirit of the Lord? Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. There's favor in here right now. There is settling up on you. There is a mist of the presence of God that's being released in the atmosphere upon you. This message today that I want to preach to you has a really, of course, everything I preach has a prophetic edge. But um, God spoke to me about three days ago. He said, go and stand in the pulpit and tell your people that you are pastoring. And tell my church that we are not going back. Hallelujah. We are not going back. There's this intimidating spirit right now that's in the land that is trying to make us feel like that whatever we have achieved is only temporary. But I'm telling you by the spirit of the Lord, there is a repeat deliverance in the atmosphere just like there was in the book of Exodus. In fact, what God did for Israel was so powerful that he had to write a whole book called Exodus about it. And though there's not going to be any more books added to the Bible, I'm telling you that we are a reenactment that we are the final stamp, hallelujah, on what God is doing. I believe the Lord is saying in this hour right now, it is finished. And I tell you by the word of the Lord uh, that some of you have been under attack, but God says you are not going back into bondage. Uh, Becky, you'll never, ever have to have another operation. Those of you that God has healed of cancer, that demonic spirit will not come back on your life. May the Spirit of God settle down upon you by the Holy Ghost. May there come up out of your belly a river
7: of living water. You have stepped over into another dimension by the power of God. If you look, your feet are wet right now because you're standing in the middle of living waters. God brought
6: me back in in my spirit to the book of Exodus. And the scripture says that the Lord instituted this deliverance. He said, I have heard the cry of my people. How many of you feel like you've been crying to the Lord? We have been so distraught over the last few years as we've watched injustice settle down in this nation. We've watched our liberties come under attack. We've watched perversion, weird stuff that is now being branded as normal. Can't even watch the news anymore because of all the lies. Can I tell you, that's not misspeaking. There's no such thing as misspeaking. Either you're telling the truth or you're telling a lie, but it's not misspoke. For us, if we don't tell something that's true, then they say you're lying. But if a politician does it, then they say he misspoke. Well, I got news for you, but I, I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost that there's something happening before this year's out, says the Lord. Uh, and God is going to fix some things that are out of balance and out of character. And when God got ready to bring his people out, he said, I'm going to take you to a lamb that's your inheritance. You know why that land belonged to them, even though they hadn't walked in it yet? It's because faith, 430 years ago, had already walked the breadth, the length, the width, hallelujah, and the height of that land named Abraham. And God told Abraham, wherever you put your foot, I'm giving it to you. And I'm telling you by the Spirit of the Lord that faith has already walked the inheritance that you and I are getting ready to walk into. Too many great men like T.L. Osborne, some of these great teachers of old and John G. Lake and Charles Finney and Benny, Billy Sunday and, and all the list goes on and on and, and Daddy Hague and hallelujah and Oral Roberts. Uh, there's been too much faith that's been released in the atmosphere. Uh, I heal your minds right now, says the Lord. Uh, there's been a chain that's been on some of you uh, and the enemy has bound your mind into believing the lies of the devil. Uh, but we're going to break that uh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
7: Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, uh, there is liberty. uh, You are free today. uh, You are not a slave. uh, You are not a captive. uh, The enemy's not got you bound uh, because you are standing in the divine presence of God.
6: Hallelujah. Well, you can always tell when God's doing something, when, when nobody will sit down, when a preacher's preaching. God does something supernatural for Israel. It has to happen because prophetically God has already declared it. 430 years past, Nick quoted the scripture that there will be a day when God's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. You cannot alter that. That means that there is an emerging church that is not woke. I have I have people tell me all the time say Pastor Ken I thank you for your boldness that you address issues that need to be addressed in the Pope and I'm thinking I feel like Paul Woe is me if I don't it's not really boldness we're just preaching the word of the Lord all of this message going out out there it is contrary to the word of God you say well how do you have the authority because we base what we declare on the written word of the Lord for all of the woke generation and the transgender generation and the homosexual generation that wants to call themselves Christians. What is your philosophy based on? Because it sure ain't based on the Bible. Show me the book of authority that you're using that declares that you're right. There is only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. The Word of God cannot be altered. It does not bow down to sin, but the
7: Holy Ghost, hallelujah, wrote that book. It cannot be changed. It is the foundation of the Church of the Most High. And that's why you and I are triumphant. Yeah.
6: So a series of events, God loses a death angel for the 10th plague. And in that 10th plague, the death angel passes through Egypt and Goshen. And everyone that does not have blood on the doorposts The firstborn in their house, including animals, died. We can't even comprehend that particular scenario. That when the enemy woke up, there's this whale that begins to come up out of Egypt because all of their firstborn children are dead. Pharaoh's firstborn son is dead. At that moment, Pharaoh tells Moses, get out of the land. And they were already ready. They're, they had their shoes on everything. Israel comes out of Egypt. They are coming out of oppression. They are coming out of political tyranny. They are coming out of injustice. They are coming out of an environment that said they were slaves. But God said that you are free men. And so, the Lord begins to extract them from Egypt. As he is extracting them, we now find them in the position to where they are standing in front of an insurmountable odd called the Red Sea. Mountains on both sides. And all of a sudden, here comes Egypt. And their intention is to recapture the Israelites and bring them back to Egypt God said we are not going back hallelujah hallelujah hear me by the word of the Lord They should have done more with the coronavirus when they had a chance. They should have passed some laws when nobody was having church. This is a permanent law and you can't have church. You should have buried us while we were dead because there is a resurrection anointing. And I'm telling you, by the Spirit of God, the
7: church is going to get stronger, more glorious, more powerful, more influential in the United States of America and in the earth. There is a season, saith God, where there is a fragrance of the glory, of the magnificence of God. The miraculous is loose right now. The heavens are open right now. God
6: said... You may have had them for a while, but you don't get to have them anymore. And when Pharaoh and his army started marching after the Israelites, I can just see the father look at the Holy Ghost and say, they ain't going back. Because if they go back, it is a violation of what my word has already declared. We cannot go back to where we've been for the last two or three years. Hallelujah, because it will be a violation of the word of the Lord, for the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm expecting at any moment for us to begin to see a physical cloud of glory in our buildings. At 709 Rivergate Parkway, uh, I am expecting for people to begin to send in reports. Uh, there's something. There's fire on top of the building. Uh, there's something going on in that atmosphere. What is going on? Uh, God is saying we're not going back into captivity. But there has been a deliverance edit uh, by God that has been declared in the atmosphere. Uh, come out from among them uh, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Uh, I loose you today. I bless you today. Around the world, the body of Christ, we loose the anointing of the Lord on you. Every yoke be broken. Now every stronghold in this nation, we come against a transgender demonic spirit stronghold. And today as a prophet of God, we pull it down in the name of Jesus. I break the spirit of homosexuality off of your children in the name of the Lord. We break the spirit of pornography that is in the United States and America greater than any other nation in the earth. We break that stronghold right now in the name of Jesus. We break the stronghold of corruptness in politicians in our government in the name of the lord we loose the spirit of god into the supreme court and in their chambers will there be a visitation of the spirit of god that will begin to change them by the power of the lord there are seasons that god will allow the enemy Seemingly to triumph. But there are boundaries. You say, well, how do you know God's going to do something? Because the Lord was very plain in the Old Testament. He said, you will not remove the ancient landmarks that your fathers erected. The biggest issue that we're having right now is the ancient landmarks that our founding fathers with the Constitution of the United States of America, those ancient landmarks are being moved, misinterpreted, and repositioned, and God says, I won't let you do it. In this setting, here comes Israel because God has already decreed that in about 11 days you're going to be standing in the middle of your own land as free people. That's about how long it took to go from from where they were to the land of Canaan. Unbelief stopped them. But prophetically, God had already decreed they were going to be set free. We are in the middle of a transition right now. If you want to know where the church is, um, actually, nobody really knows what God's doing in the earth. I did it today, I pray, because God is, has given me a prophetic ministry. I prayed all the time. I said, Lord, show me what you're going to do this year and next year. Show me the people that's going to die. Show me natural disasters. Show me what you're going to do with the wicked, what you're going to do with the lukewarm. Give me names, dates, and places, and methods. You have not because you ask not. But I can promise you if the Spirit of God hits me and the Lord begins to give dates and names and specifics and they begin to happen, this church will be so full that you won't be able to show up at 10 minutes to 3 and think you're going to get a seat. But I also know this is going to come because Amos says this, that God doeth nothing but first revealeth his secrets unto the prophets. There is a revealing going on. And what we're dealing with right now, we are not yet stepped over into our inheritance. But we are also not in Egypt. So sometimes when God is getting ready to deal with the enemy, he will draw them out from where they are comfortable. And he will put them in a place that they are not familiar with because he's getting ready to do something that he did not want to do where they felt like they were in control. There is a drawing out prophetically that God is beginning to pull the enemy from where they've been. Why? Because the Lord is unveiling and uncovering. So much stuff that's going on in the spirit realm. Giants are falling right now in the name of the Lord. I hear God saying that the enemy is holding meetings in quiet places, in secret places, because they are terrified that something is loosing in the atmosphere that they have no control over. There is a glorious church in this hour. When Israel got to the Red Sea, The scripture says that here came Pharaoh with all the Egyptians. We know the story. Their intent was to retrieve them and to put them back where they had them before. There is a concentrated effort right now in the earth to reinstitute what we have been bound with for a couple of years In the COVID situation. There's nothing more that Fauci would love that for everybody in this building to be six feet apart or not in this building at all and wearing a mask. But we are not of those who draw back. When Pharaoh got to a place that he was going to engage the Israelites. God said, Not today. You know what he did? He put a cloud of darkness between the Israelites and the Egyptians. And he made it impossible for the Egyptians to see the Israelites. God, to some degree, has hit us in this hour. But I hear God saying that I'm getting ready to unveil the church. And who I am unveiling is not who I veiled. But they have been in the inner chambers, says the Lord. And I have endued them with new powers, new gifts, and new authorities. And what's getting ready to be unveiled when I lift the barrier of darkness says God it's not some weak emaciated church but this is that glorious church without spot or wrinkle it is that church that is connected
7: to the book of Acts it is that people hallelujah that shall lay hands on the sick they shall cast out demons shall retrieve their prodigals
6: and release the glory of God that there will be no cancer in you there will be no heart disease there will be no depression now there will be no bankruptcy God reaches in gets a hold of Israel because he says you ain't going back to Egypt causes him to go into the Red Sea does an amazing thing waters congeal they cross over And what was deliverance to Israel was destruction to their captors. Did I quit preaching good? (laughs) Egypt should have left Israel alone. And i hear this in the spirit from the lord saying they should have left the church alone because payday's coming and it's not going to be us that does it god is our defense hallelujah we're getting ready to see things that are going to mirror some of the great supernatural events that are recorded in the scriptures. There is no way that the early church will have achieved a level in the spirit that the last day church has not. So that means that the things that we have read about that have been described in the book of Acts are things that are a launching pad for the last day church in this hour. And everything I see God doing is going to be quick. First of all, says the Lord, that when I remove the lukewarm from the house of God, it will almost be overnight. It will be a cleansing to the body of Christ. When there's some other thing I'll talk about, but when Israel got on the other side and Egypt came in to get them. Bible said that God let the waters come back in, and we know that they all drowned, the horses drowned, the chariots, the wheels came off, and all of the Egyptian army with Pharaoh died in that moment because they tried to bring God's people back to a place that God had already delivered them from. God has already delivered us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are already delivered. I don't care what it looks like on the political forefront. We have already been delivered from all of these men and all of their plans and all of their schemes. What we're having now is God is drawing them into a place that the Lord for a season. And one of the reasons that I know that the next few years until harvest is over are going to be joyful years is because the last harvest or the last feast was the feast of tabernacles. And God said it's not a time of work or toil, but it is a time of celebration and joy. And all through the Scripture, whenever harvest came, it was a reward for all of the months of toil. And they're bringing in the harvest. The God of the ages, hallelujah, is going to supernaturally begin to remove the little foxes that Nick prophesied about. And those that have spoiled the vine now you fast forward because Israel is so important to God actually there are only about 16 million Jews in the world out of the 8 billion people the Jewish population comprises 0.25 percent Of just 1%, 0.25 of 1% of all the population in the earth. Yet they're one of the most talked about people groups in the earth. Everything before Jesus comes back is going to center around the epicenter of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. God loves Israel. We know that. But we also know that right now, Israel has rejected Jesus Christ. And the Bible said, because of their rejection, you and I have been grafted in as Gentiles to the vine. And he said, but boast not that you are grafted in He said, because you could also be cut off too. And so Israel, to some degree, is a natural type of the church. The church is not a replacement of Israel. There's no such thing because in eternity, all men and women will be of one body, one Lord, and one faith. It's, It's dangerous when you get more excited about the blood of the red heifer than you do the blood of Jesus Christ. And you have to be careful about starting to get excited about a natural temple being rebuilt and animal sacrifices being reinstituted. Because when you start killing animals and shedding their blood, you are blaspheming the blood of Jesus Christ because you are declaring the blood of Jesus Christ was not adequate enough. So we have to go back under the law and go back under Jewish tradition. Not so. When Jesus came, he said, I have fulfilled the law. Yeah, we know that God loves Israel and that there will be a day when they are restored and grafted back into the vine when the fullness of the Gentiles has come. But if you want to know what happens with the church, you can to some degree watch Israel. In 1967, in the month of June, 19 years <clears throat> After Israel had become a nation, there was so much hatred in that part of the earth over the nation of Israel and over the bloodline of Ishmael and Isaac. It's very interesting that as last week I talked to you about Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. All of them trace their lineage back to one man, Abraham. Every one of them called Abraham their father. From that moment on, everything changes. <clears throat> In 67, there was an all-out attack against Israel by an ancient spirit called Egypt. And Egypt was going to conquer Israel and make them their slaves and annihilate them. In World War II, I believe, <clears throat> in World War II, was that, the, was that the war with Hitler? Yeah. In World War II, Adolf Hitler went after the Jews. We all know about the Holocaust. He annihilated, gassed approximately 6 million Jews. But what we don't realize, he also killed about 7 million Soviet civilians. He also killed a lot of their own German citizens that he felt like had Maladies in their bodies or inferior bloodlines. He killed thousands of prisoners of war. But there was this an attack to wipe out the Jews in the earth. When Moses came out of Egypt, he came out. there's, There's different figures depending on how many children a Jewish family had? Some believe they averaged five. If there were 600,000 men, then there were 600,000 women. And then there would be several more thousand for children. And the, the estimates are anywhere from 3 million to 6 million people that came out of the land of Egypt. What it must have been for heaven to watch as this captive nation who has never known freedom in their generations is walking out free. We've not known as a church the glories that God has promised us. We've only read about it. We only hear about it prophetically as God prophesies it to us to encourage us. But we are so close to stepping over into another dimension by the power of God. Say, why? Because we cannot win the world without signs, wonders, and miracles. Some of your prodigals are not coming home until the church can actually demonstrate what we have been telling them since they were children. But when you see a leg begin to grow back out that's been amputated uh, and an eyeball reconstructed uh, and people that have never seen in their lifetime take off in a dead run around the building, hollering, I can see, I can see uh, it is going to
7: reiterate uh, there is a God. His name is Jesus Christ the righteous uh, and his word will not return unto him Boy, uh, What are we doing right now? We're listening in the atmosphere We're up the supernatural the supernatural the supernatural the supernatural signs signs of wonders of wonders miracles be upon thee
6: everything is changing I've noticed my preaching changed. Because it's not necessary anymore for just to have a reiteration and a release of information. We're stepping over to a realm where it is the Holy Spirit that is beginning to breathe fire out of our spirits. Hallelujah. From the atmosphere and the throne of God. Israel went into the land of Canaan. Though it was delayed, but they possessed the land that God had told them, has your name on it. In 1967, we, it's called the Six-Day War. Egypt, I believe Saudi Arabia, came after the Israelites in a secret attack. Stories are told. I've I've been to Israel many times. I've talked with some of the men who were in the army and the commanders. And they said, we should have never won that war. But we saw angels in the heavens. We saw miracles happen that should not have happened. Why? Because God was saying this. I delivered them out of Egypt then because I wasn't letting them go back. And he said they still ain't going back in 1967. (laughs) History says that a ragtag army, one of the smallest nations on the earth, annihilated... Their enemies to the north, the south, and the east tripled their land and set Jerusalem free for the first time in years to fly under the Israeli flag. Why? Because prophecy cannot be fulfilled if Israel was under the domination of the Egyptians. And God said that is not going to happen. And supernaturally, they said we would go into places where we thought we were going to engage in battle. And the Egyptians had fled. And they had left so fast, they didn't even destroy their own military equipment. It was just left there for the taking. What is that? I'm declaring by the Spirit of the Lord that there is, thus saith God, there is a divine hand of the Lord that is reaching out of heaven. And I am going to get involved in this mess, says the Lord, because the
7: church is not going back into bondage, and this slavery that has been perpetrated on us for the last few years, God said it will not come back upon the church, but there is a wave of freedom that's been released by the anointing of God. What is it? I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I see the anointing of God breaking yokes in the name of Jesus.
6: I got news for the enemy. You should have left well enough alone. If we're crazy, then there ain't nothing for them to worry about. If we're not, they're in big trouble. I mean, every once in a while, you know, I mean, I don't watch myself on preach at home or anything because I make myself nervous. <clears throat> <laughs> and, you know, God, I, I know I'm a different style preacher, but and, and there are times I think, am I crazy? But, you know, the enemy will come in, and he assaults all of us in those realms. But at the end of the day, you can only be who God's made you. The church was birthed by the Lord. And where we are coming to is a place of divine freedom by the Holy Ghost. Even Joseph. You know, God sent Joseph as a young teenage boy into Egypt. 17 years old, I believe. At the age of 30, after 13 years, God supernaturally, in a 24 hour period, elevates him in the government to second in charge. I would love to see one of our <clears throat> politicians giving a national speech that we've voted in that's full of the Holy Ghost and begin to give a speech and say, Folks, I just want to pray a little bit. Hallelujah. Why not? The enemy gets their chance. It's just like Mount Carmel. Elijah said, Okay, boys, you go first. But when they got done, he said, Now it's my turn. I hear the same thing in the spirit. God said, you've had all the political power, you've had all the money, you've had all the media, you've had all of Hollywood, you've had all of the sport teams back you up with your woke agenda. Now, God said, I'm going to raise up a prophetic voice in this hour that is
7: not bowed down their knee to bail, that is full of the Holy Ghost power, that is going to begin to release an apostolic thread of the glory of God, in the atmosphere, we are not going back, says the Lord.
6: So here's Joseph. He told him, he said, guys, he said, God's going to come get you. And he's going to get you out of here. And he said, I'm going to make you swear to me that you don't leave me in Egypt. But he said, when you walk out, you better get you a shovel. And somebody better go over there to my grave and dig up my bones. And you better put them in a box, because I'm coming out of Egypt with you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Why? Because the tribe of Joseph's inheritance was not in Egypt. It was in Canaan land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord saying, I am healing minds right now by the Spirit. I'm hearing God say this by the Holy Ghost. If you have been wounded by leadership in the past, that there's still that thing still affects you i'm gonna put you on the spot but i hear god saying i'm going to heal you right now if you will stand to your feet if you have been wounded by leadership in the past that has disappointed you oh my satala baba sunday hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. now my thy god saith unto thee have I not said, I will never leave thee, and I will never forsake thee, says the Lord. Sunday. The Lord says, I'm going to make up to you what the enemy did to you through leaders, whether it was through ignorance or it was on purpose. But in the name of the Lord, God said, I'm healing your memory banks right now and you will no longer sit around and talk about what they did to you because God said the enemy is trying to drag you back into Egypt into captivity says the Lord and God said I did not raise you up to go back into captivity but I am placing your feet saith the Lord on Canaan land and today saith God I'm going to cause the memory of what they have done to you to begin to
7: fade and go away and today saith God I am lifting off of you the burden of the past and I am healing you in in the name of Jesus. Thus saith God, I am digging up your bones where the enemy buried you, and I am going to replant you, saith God, into a land of with milk and honey, and
6: the enemy will not control your mind again, saith God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Listen, it ain't worth it. Don't go there. I don't even know how in the world I'm even saved today with all the disappointments that we had in pastors over the years. I've seen it all, been abused, betrayed, disrespected, jerked into offices and accused of stuff, watched sin and leadership, sold all kinds of money and tithed to their lives, and you still, you thank God, what's going on? Paul said this before you can go ahead, you gotta forget what's behind. The first step to going forward is stop taking a step backwards. And you can't go forward and backward at the same time. With with Egypt, the Israelites in Egypt. The turning point really in that whole story there were two parts but one was there was a death angel we know that I tried to research on how many died um, in that when that death angel was loosed in Egypt but uh, some of you scholars might be able to find that but I've not been able to find it yet but we know it was had to be in the thousands but there was an angel a physical angel involved that killed everybody didn't have the blood on them. There was another divine, supernatural miracle that men could have never pulled off, and that's taking a ocean, a Red Sea, and dividing it to where the waters are congealed. You know, somebody was, uh, I think, Prophet Robin Bullock talked about, you know, the waters uh, turned to jello. And he really came under fire for that. But uh, when you really study the epitomology of that, it talks about the waters were congealed. I don't like congealed salad. Because <laughs> it's jello. All I know is, However God did it, he stopped the waters from flowing on one side. And the other side is, is a wall. And I don't know if you could have went over there and stuck your hand in it or not. But it was wide enough for several million people to walk across on dry ground. And then God releases it and it kills the Egyptians. After that, to my knowledge, there's no history of Egypt up until 1967 trying to wipe out the Israelites. In 1967, history bears it out that angels got involved in the Six-Day War and God ended that thing And everybody stood amazed that a little tiny nation could survive, and not only survive, but triumph gloriously. Why? Because God said they ain't going back. Every time the enemy makes a global attempt to wipe out God's people, God gets involved. Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, is over the Israelites. The prophet is Isaiah. And Hezekiah's mandate is to rebuild the walls. That's what we're doing right now in the United States of America is the walls are being rebuilt. That's what we're doing. Hallelujah. On a Sunday afternoon, we are rebuilding the walls. And here comes uh, the king of Assyria, Sennacherib. And he sends his his ambassadors to Hezekiah. And he begins to tell him. he said, you ain't going to build no wall. He said, because all of the other nations that were a lot bigger than you, I wiped them out and their gods couldn't help them. And he said, your God is not going to stop me from stopping you. Hezekiah wept before the Lord and Isaiah heard from God and he comes back and he says this, Thus saith the Lord, you don't have to worry about King Sennacherib because I'm going to send him a rumor and he's going to go back home and he will never fly an arrow in your city. We know the end is, I believe, it was Sennacherib's own sons that killed him, murdered him. That brings me to this point prophetically. The Lord says, I'm going to cause friendships in the enemy's camp to begin to break up. And I'm going to cause men that have been in covenant with each other to begin to betray each other, says the Lord. And the church is not going to have to do anything. But God said, stand still and behold the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, what God did, again, when they went out to wipe out the remnant of Israel and to bring them into bondage, the scripture says that God loosed an angel. And in the nighttime. He went and killed 185,000 Assyrians. I think maybe it's the NIV or the New King James says, and when the Assyrians awoke, surrounding them were dead bodies everywhere. There is a spirit, hallelujah, that God is getting ready to loose. And one of the reasons the Lord is going to fight our battles This is why we don't have to picket abortion clinics, and we don't have to spew hate, and we don't have to go and stand in front of the capitals and scream all kinds of horrible judgment. God said, your hands are pure and they're clean. I don't want them defiled with war. God says, I'm raising up the tabernacle of David, and it was not built with bloody hands, but it was built by Solomon whose heart was after me for a long time. And the said said, I am saving you uh, not for battle, but I am saving you for harvest, says the Lord. Uh, You will not have to raise a sword. Uh, You will not have to go into battle. Uh, All you can do is stand still uh, and watch
7: me, saith God. Uh, For there is an angelic visitation of the Lord that's getting ready to be released uh, in the atmosphere. Uh, I'm going to vindicate my church uh, and to the enemy that said, we're bringing you back into captivity god says no you're not my people are not going back there will be no more shutdown, saith the lord there will be no more masks but there is a release of the anointing of the holy ghost that is being perpetrated in the atmosphere
6: Give you two thoughts as I end. Say, Pastor, how do you know that God's going to protect us? Because the Scripture says that you and I have been sealed by the Holy Spirit, and that, that I think that's at least three different verses in the New Testament. And when you look that up, the word "sealed" means several things, but basically it means. That God has marked us. It's like he has taken a stamp. One of the meanings says a mark on the forehead. It's very interesting that the devil can't ever come up with anything original. (laughs) The mark of the beast on the hand and on the forehead. He's just copying God. If you're that great Satan, come up with some originality. But see, he already knew that God marked us. When you gave your heart to the Lord and you were filled with the Holy Spirit, God, hallelujah, released something on you and stamped you. That when the enemy comes and looks at you, hallelujah, no wonder Paul said, I bear in my body the mark of the lord jesus christ the other thing that you can look at by sealed it's like sealing up a jar that you've put canned food in that nothing can get inside of that so it stays fresh that you and i have been sealed by the holy ghost men. that means that the demon of pornography can't sneak into us That means bitterness and religious spirits and unforgiveness can't get in us. Why? Because we have been sealed, uh, airtight. I think that when Jesus had his hands nailed to that cross, hallelujah, he forever nailed me and you in the palm of his hands that we are engraved no wonder he said look at my hands if you could look closely you see it says Wayne or sees Kathy says Steve says Bo says Carrie. So many of you says David. What is that? God engraved your name on his hands. I believe the Lord is trying to shift our paradigm because there is a spirit of fear that wants to get in the church and make us feel like That we need to go in survival mode. Not so. We're gonna go great guns with everything that we've got by the power of the Spirit of God, that we are releasing something in the atmosphere. My last thought is that when Jesus went to the pool and he sees the man there that's been lame for 38 years, he's probably got sores on his legs. He's so immobile that he moves very slowly, dragging himself, and every time he gets close to the the waters that have been stirred by the angel, somebody else got in and was healed. So instead of the Lord waiting for him to somehow hit a right moment, Jesus came to him. And he said this, you want to walk? He said, well, I don't have anybody to get me in that pool there because I always get beat by somebody. So the Lord said, I ain't what I asked you. This don't have nothing to do with the pool. Do you want to walk? Hallelujah. Jesus is in the house right now. Hallelujah. You got to stop thinking in terms of, well, if this is the only way I can see how God's going to answer my prayer, get that out of your mind. God's going to come in back doors. He's going to come in supernatural ways. He's going to do things that eye hath not seen and ear hath not heard, and neither is entered to the heart of man, those things that God hath prepared for him that love him. And when Jesus healed him, he told him one thing. He said, you ain't going back, so roll up your bed. Take up your bed and walk. Hallelujah. I'm encouraging you right now. You're going to have, boy, I, I just hear this by the Spirit of the Lord. God's saying that our past really to some degree has been our biggest enemy because it's shaped the way we think. Our failures and our successes we've allowed to define us for our future. And God's saying, what I'm getting ready to do is so unprecedented it's not in a book hallelujah it's divine it's divine in the name of the Lord hallelujah Kiara Bobo Sunday in the name of Jesus the Lord says there's favor in this house God said I'm gonna begin to cause people all around the world to begin to loose even more finance into this house Hallelujah, for the kingdom of God that's getting ready to be released in the atmosphere. God says, I'm giving this church back, the city of Nashville. And even in the mayoral uh, mayoral election, God says, I'm going to show you something by the power of the Holy Ghost. But God said, I'm going to begin to release in this city an absolute Holy Ghost revival. The Lord says that the fires that, that Nicholas saw are fires that are not just going to happen in this church, but they're going to begin to break out in Baptist churches, in Methodist churches, in Church of Christ churches. Hallelujah. For the Lord said that, there is a remnant in this city that is hungry for the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. The days come and says God uh, that downtown in the Centennial Park, uh, when I have purged that park, uh, God said I'm going to cause men and women from all kinds of churches and you're going to join together. The Lord said there'll be at least 100,000 men and women that are going to stand in that park uh, and the sound of the Lord uh, is going to come out into
7: the heavens because this is my land this is my city says the Lord and I am also loosing you right now in the name of Jesus my God there is divine healing not just in your bodies but God said I'm healing your mind I'm healing your spirits I'm healing your businesses and the devour that is coming against you we break
6: in the name of Jesus stand with me Now the Lord is that spirit. Now the Lord is that spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Some of you are afraid that you're going to have reversals. Listen, if you're a tither and you're in covenant with God, God said to tell you, you are not going back hallelujah we are coming into harvest in this nation and in the earth and there is supernatural favor that is upon the people of god prayer partners come quickly hallelujah 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 There are many of you, that I'm here by, by the Spirit, the Lord said there are many of you that have God's used tremendously in the past in, with your talents and your gifts. But because of certain circumstances and things that have happened to you, your gifts, it's almost like you think it's dead or it's on hold. God said, I'm getting ready to breathe on your gifts. And the Lord said, you're going to operate in that gift, but at such another level that you've never operated in it before. That there is a new anointing that's being released in the name of Jesus. I pray over you today that the slave mentality, that the Egyptian demon spirits is trying to put on you, that says you have to bow down to these things that have happened to you. We break that thing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, there is favor. Listen, there's favor on the Jewish nation. There's favor on the Jewish people. But Paul said it in Romans. It's not he who is a Jew outwardly who is a Jew, but it's he who is a Jew inwardly has been circumcised of the heart. So that means today that this house in the eyes of God are children of Abraham And when God looks at us, he sees Jews. Hallelujah. Because we have been circumcised of the heart. And you and I have been grafted into the vine. And so this Egyptian assignment that is loose in this nation to bring the church and God's people, the Jews and the Spirit, back into captivity. We curse that thing in the name of the Lord. And not only are we walking into our inheritance, God is going to destroy our enemies by the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to, before we come down, I want you to lift up your hands because it's something we're going to start doing more. I want you to begin to release your prayer language that's it come on, get used to it. don't be embarrassed. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, we are talking in a language that the devil doesn't understand right now. Hallelujah, that's it. Hallelujah, there's something you are seated in the atmosphere.
7: Let it go. let it go. Hallelujah praying in the Holy Ghost. Don't stop. Don't stop. Come on. Press in. Press in. Press in. in. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes. 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 We're changing something. There's an angelic visitation of the Lord being released in the atmosphere.
6: Before we come as a church, if you're believing that God's going to do something for you today but you want to join with somebody to agree, very quickly come down and find a prayer partner. Come find a prayer partner that will stand in agreement with you. If you're believing that God is going to do something for you, feel it in your spirit. This is your chance for somebody to come into agreement with you by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now the Lord has released some some strong things today in the atmosphere. Now very quickly as a church, let's do what we always do. Let's fill up the front. Come down the aisles, and I want you to begin to just release just for a little while begin to declare God I'm coming to an agreement with what you have spoken today Lord that the enemy cannot bring me back into captivity that God the church will not go back to Egyptian bondage in Jesus name hallelujah quickly come on because we're going to go back into prayer hallelujah hallelujah now we're an army Lift, lift your voice up Give me about five minutes. If you want to pray in your prayer language, if you want to declare things prophetically, but just begin to release your spirit to the Lord. That while you are praying, God is going to your properties, to your houses, to your businesses, to your enemy. defeating them in Jesus' name. Dear Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He on the bossuria Sunday going praise you. hallelujah
2: This is how I find my battles This is how I find my battles This is how I find
5: fight my battles the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal they are not of this world they are not fleshly but they are mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds hallelujah hallelujah now i got a hold of something that pastor kent said about our city there is such a religious spirit over the city of Nashville. There is such a Jezebel demonic spirit over our city, and there's only one way to fight it. Listen, God is raising people up for government, God is raising up voters, God is raising up people with a voice, but at the end of the day, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And I'm so tired of division in the church. I'm so tired of division between God's people, denominations, religiosity. And if we're going to stand together in the streets of Nashville, If the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, then it's gonna be because there is a voice, there is a remnant that is raised up to heaven. So in the name of Jesus, come on, pray church, pray church, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we take back the city of Nashville. We take back our city, our city, we find every demon spirit. Of religion, of false religion, of division, of competition, we bind it in the name of Jesus. We pull you down every stronghold in the name of Jesus Christ, and we declare and we decree unity in the body of Christ. Oh, come on, church! We decree. One as Jesus Christ prayed. Now, Father, we come against every demonic stronghold, Lord, that tries to bring your people under captivity. Demon spirits of poverty, demon spirits of debt, demon spirits of mortgage. In the name of Jesus, we break that. And, Lord, we declare declare freedom. He whom the Son has made free is free indeed. And we declare today, oh God, that we are a free people in Jesus' name. Why don't you give Jesus Christ the greatest hand clap of the day? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for our prodigals that are coming home. Holy Spirit, we ask you right now, wherever our prodigals are, God, whatever depth of sin they might find themselves in today, God, we pray that they come to themselves right where they are, that every demonic stronghold is broken over our prodigals and we call you in in jesus name because this is how we fight our battles this is how we fight our battles hallelujah to god not only is this how we fight our battles but this is how we are victorious through the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony hallelujah i've asked pastor harry would he come and pray over you If I hadn't told you yet that I love you, I know I have, but I still do. I love you. God is so good. He's made us a family in this room, and I love you so much. This is how we fight our battles. Pastor Harry.
1: So the scripture says, Paul said this, now through the church, the manifold power or the multiplicities of the power of God might be made known unto the principalities and powers in the heavens. I want to say it again. So here's what, what Pastor Kent was saying, what Pastor Candy just said God is saying to us, through us, we're to make known unto principalities and powers the glory and the power of the Lord. Now, I'm big about this. I don't know why I'm from Alabama, Kentucky. I don't know sometimes where I'm from. But I'm telling you, there's something happens when we lift our voices. I said there's something happens when we lift our voices. Elijah Cole. Uh, prophet Dutch talked a little bit about it so here's what I'm asking you to do we're going to let the voice of God through the church be made known to every
7: principality and power over Nashville that they are defeated and they're coming down now come on lift your voice come on lift your voice Come on, lift your voice. Yes, Lord. We declare in the name that's above every name. Come on, lift your voice. Lord, we declare right now to principalities and powers in the name of Jesus, you are defeated and you are coming down and and let's just say this. And say this with me, in Nashville, So that's all this region around. And Nashville shall be saved. Come on now, give him praise. Yes, Lord, we declare
1: it. Oh, my. There's been so much word of the Lord released over the last, I don't know, Pastor Kent and what he does. Ain't nobody can do that like he does. I'm going to say this. Never get familiar with an anointing and a gift that you won't be able to receive the deposit of what's happening. That's just me. So can we just one more time, one more time, till Wednesday night, Heaven is coming Wednesday night? I can't wait. I've got a prodigal. I've got a a prodigal by the name of Justin, our second son. I can't wait to get his name in the wall. I can't wait to get his picture under that altar or the platform because I believe the prodigals are coming. The prodigals are coming oh hallelujah so one more time all of heaven says come on bless the
7: lord come on oh my soul bless the lord we thank you god we give you glory we give you honor we receive the word of the lord and now we go forth in the power of his spirit in jesus name and everybody said. All right, get a great day. Turn around, tell somebody that you don't like that you like them and you can go in the name of the Lord.